Welcome to Shaylee and Katie, the podcast. We're two work from home entrepreneurs who are laughing our way through life, parenthood, and owning creative businesses. I'm Katie Day, a photographer, comedy writer, performer, and mom of three with one on the way. And I'm Shaylee Murphy, a video producer, interior designer, and mom of one. Hey guys, before we get into today's episode, we want to pause and thank our amazing new sponsor, FreshBooks Cloud Accounting is here supporting the podcast. Uh, we love this product. As someone who is um, administratively challenged, it takes all <laughs> of the work out for me. Um, not only is it beautiful, easy to use, um, it does the things that I hate to do for me. I hate collecting money. I hate it. I hate asking people for money. Uh, with FreshBooks, the invoicing is easy. It's it's ridiculously easy to use. It's beautiful, and it doesn't even look like it came from me. I'm not the one reminding you to pay your bill. No. It's FreshBooks. It's FreshBooks. FreshBooks, FreshBooks did it. The all-new FreshBooks is not only easy to use, it's packed with powerful features. You can create and send professional-looking invoices in less than 30 seconds. You can set up online payments with just a couple of clicks and get paid up to four days faster. And you can see when your client has seen your invoice and put an end to the guessing game. FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to our listeners. And to claim it, you just got to go to freshbooks.com SK and enter Shaylee and Katie in the how did you hear about us section. You don't even need to put your credit card in to start. So it's not going to be one of those things where you're like, oh, yeah. I'm on to you. You're going to trick me. It's awesome. Check them out. And now a song. Freshy gonna books, 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 and I'm just gonna fresh my books, books, books. Fresh my books, fresh my books. My fresh books can't take pictures of my feet and fill my clients full days faster. That was the rap part. And the client's like, oh my gosh, I just got a professional looking invoice from you. I'd like to pay you faster. Fresh your books, fresh your books. Hey guys, welcome back to Shaylee and Katie, the podcast, coming to you from the farm tonight. Farm time. Shaylee, thanks for making the drive. You're welcome. I barely I survived it. it. Um, just so everyone knows, it's uh, nearing 10.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. We've got pregnant half-brain over here. Mm-hmm. Me, not Shaylee. No, Whew. not pregnant. Whew. I'm not pregnant full-brained. And you're full-brained. Um, mm-hmm. But Shaylee's leading this one, so we're good. I, just, I can just <laughs> hype you. <laughs> I can just hype you up and sip my LaCroix. Katie's my hot girl. Um... Shaylee is going to be talking about getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> and I was going to finish that, but I'm not. Getting paid. <laughs> and getting oh, oh. paid. Getting paid. Um, and getting paid more. And getting paid more. What to charge, when to raise your rates, how to go about doing that. Uncomfortable yes. money stuff. Like what about friends and family discounts, things of that nature. Money's awkward, guys. Money's awkward, guys. But it doesn't have to be with Shaylee's tips. Or it's just still awkward, but I don't think it's awkward anymore. And it's just awkward <laughs> for everyone else. Everyone else. I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. Um, so we, of course, uh, already mentioned our amazing real sponsor, mm-hmm. FreshBooks. Um, but we do have uh, our, our fake sponsor that we have to pause and, of course, it, and talk about. It's perfect. Um, this episode is also brought to you by the, the price, price is right <laughs> um guys this the is price literally is right. perfect the price is right like the game show no like the price you're charging is right oh just that phrase is <laughs> sponsoring this episode. no 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 i think you're right i think it's i think it was bob uh or drew no 
Oh, it was Bob. Vintage, the Price is Right. Vintage, Price is Right. <laughs> Classic Price Bob is Right. Bob will always be. The, I have a picture with him, by the way. Oh man, with our dogs. Seriously. Um, he spoke at a college because he's from here. Yeah, he, he went, went to Drury and he spoke at Drury, and we brought our dogs. Oh my um, gosh. We just had one dog then, an English bulldog, and we ran out, and it was a snowy day, and he was getting into his car, and he was like ninety-seven or something. Maybe Did you make a neuter joke? No, but we were like, can we take a picture of you with our dog? And we were like holding him and he goes, real quick. And so we took a picture with him and at the end he goes, is he neutered? I knew <laughs> and we it. said, I knew it. yes. I knew he, he is. said that. I know. He did. Bob. Oh, Bob. Oh, Bob. So um, the price is right. Well, thanks to Bob for reaching out. Thanks, Bob. Uh, that was memorable uh, because he he is a listener. <laughs> <laughs> he listen. He, You know what? He just likes to know how to wrangle those two-year-olds and own your own creative business. <laughs> he does. Um, so we need some taglines for The Price is Right. Okay. okay. Um, the Price is Right. What I'd watch with my grandpa on a sick day. On a sick day. We'd the watch Regis and Kelly. <laughs> we'd watch The Price is Right. Or Regis and Kathy Lee. Oh, yeah. Old uh, school. And then Price is Right. 10 a.m. I feel like maybe after that was Young and the Restless, possibly. (laughs) Did you watch that with your grandpa? Maybe. I'm not sure. It sounds familiar. Uh, The the Price is Right. Um, Who knew that a box of baking soda was (laughs) $6.37? I would have never known. I didn't know, actually, and I didn't win the car. Oh, man. Is it $6.36 or is it $6.36? Or is it three sixty three? They always give you like the jar of asparagus, and you're like, "Who knew it was that much? <laughs> Who knew?" I wonder if I'd be any good at it nowadays. Now that I'm like an adult grocery shopper, I will say I'm proud of the Price Is Right. They stand for equality, and they now have a male Bob's Beauty or Drew's Beauty. Do they really? There's a oh, male, man, I need a to male watch. guy now who does like who the cars. Slowly and stuff. run his hand over objects. <laughs> no, yeah, who gets to be objectified? <laughs> Equal, we are equal opportunity objectifiers. <laughs> I always wanted people. to play the uh, little yodeler that went over the cliff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I do wonder if I'd be good, and I wonder if I'd be like, okay, well, where did you purchase these? Are these from Walmart? Are these from Amazon.com? Mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. could I get these at a local grocery store? Like, I need are we buying information. in bulk here? Yeah, exactly. Are they coming in a pack of three? Because that could change this by a whole dollar. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we'll just have to try to be on the prices right someday. It sounds like we'd be the worst contestant. Season three, Shaylee and Katie try to be on reality shows. Oh my gosh, can we? We have. Let's try. Have a text them. thread about it before we're gonna try it for all of them. Guys, I don't know if this is a voting thing, but we want to be on the Amazing Race, so we, we want to just ride in the CBS. Just let them know. I'll wait till I'm not pregnant, though. I feel like yeah. that wouldn't help us. Otherwise, we would totally lose the Amazing Race if you had a baby strapped to you the whole time, yeah. like stopping to breastfeed. That's why. We'd That's lose. why. That's why. Otherwise, we would win. We would totally nail it. Okay. But this isn't brought to you by the Amazing Race. This is brought to you, brought by, to you by the Price is the Right. The Price is Right. The Price is Right. Thanks, okay. Price is Right. Thanks. Thanks, Bob. Okay. Drew. So speaking of pricing. Pricing. <laughs> oh, oh, I see what That's we right. Did. The price is, is it? Is, is the, the price, price right? That's what <laughs> we should have named it. That's what we're leaving. So, Pricing. We have had um, some people ask about this in the past. Pricing is kind of a hard one to talk about. It's very subjective in the creative world, and it's hard. So there's no real right answer. It's not like you can look up a, like crack a book or buy a book on business or Google, like, what should a photographer charge? What should a 
video cost? What should right. uh, create, you know, a, a baby bonnet? Well, what's the brand of the baby bonnet? Because you can find a baby bonnet really cheap some places and then you'll go somewhere else and find a really cool brand of someone who's made a name for themselves weaving with like organic some kind of right. loom wool right and then the bonnet's just... like 200 bucks you know huh. so yeah That's not a bonnet my baby would their, have but... their bonnet budget is <laughs> big bonanzas <laughs> um anyway so i thought this would be a good talk so kind of pricing 101 we're gonna go through kind of how to figure out maybe how to price yourself how to build a little confidence if you're worried about what you're charging. Uh-huh. And then how to raise your rates if that's something that you need to do. Ooh. And then we have like a little listener question that we'll, that we'll tackle at By the end. By the end of this episode, you'll all raise your rates. You will all be charging $4,000 an hour. <laughs> okay. So, and, and I probably won't get very specific, but I might be on my but interior 4, design rates. $4,000 an, an hour. hour is what I'm worth. <laughs> I don't work much. I don't. I work one hour But when I do... (laughs) um, Anyway. So I'll probably be pretty open with even... Probably like maybe my interior design rates. That's a little just easier to break down. I do hourly work. Video is a little bit more... Subjective. Yeah, project-based. Anyway, we'll kind of get into both of those and then feel free to hop in because I know you have a lot of good insight on this too. Mm. Katie. I don't know. I'm pregnant. (laughs) He's like, what's money? What is money? What is, what is the, why do we need money? Mm. Um, So pricing 101, I was kind of researching this topic a little bit, seeing what actually, what content's out there. And on graphics.com, I found this really good list um, and I was gonna make my own list and then I thought well this one's so good I'll just use theirs Steal and it. tell you guys where I got it it's not stealing it's it's Signing. I'm promoting them this is like yeah it's a ADA wait that's not right AP yeah. wait what's the writing one APA APA I said ADA which is like wheelchair compliant mm. mm, kind of interior design major mm, sorry okay so first of all start with what you need to know so if you're a brand new person who has some sort of creative business and you're trying to figure out how do I even know where to start? How do I even, I know what minimum wage is if I go and I work at a coffee shop, but what on earth do I charge? Yeah. And you see that there's people making a living at it and you have no idea. Um, start with an hourly rate. So that's very important um, for estimating purposes. So even if you're not charging hourly, Let's say you're providing a product or a service like a graphic designer would be. You still need to have some sort of idea of an hourly rate. Uh And that's how you bid jobs Uh that are a flat rate. So if somebody says, design this pamphlet, having some sort of an idea. And then obviously those can be flexible as you go and depending on the client. Um, That number um, you can share with clients or you don't have to share with clients. There's times that I bid out jobs and they don't know, you know, I'll have maybe an hourly rate that they get charged if they go above and beyond the scope of the project, Mm -hmm. but that may not even be the hours. And sometimes it's just kind of a guessing game because you don't even know how long it's going to take. Realistically, you get better at it as you go. So that's actually the second point is how long do things take? Some things take longer than others. Some clients take longer than others. Mm. Um, there's times when 
when we have a particular client and even if they come to us with the same one, two, three, we've worked with them for a long time. We know how they work. We know what they like and we know we're going to be able to execute this and give them what they want and something they're going to be happy with pretty quick because we have that relationship with them. There's other clients that we know are more difficult and it's not even difficult in a bad way, but like picky, they know what they want, right? They know what they don't want. And sometimes they don't know until they see it. And then they decide it's what they don't want or do want. And so it's fine. We're going to get them something that they like at the end, but maybe we know we're going to add in a few extra hours because it's probably going to take sometimes clients like to meet. Some clients don't ever meet and it's one 30 minute phone call and then you give them something. They're like, love it. Other clients want to have four, two hour meetings before you've even gotten this like script figured out. That was maybe a slight exaggeration, but you know, different clients. So how long do things take? Um, also that's something if you're starting out, you just kind of have to guess, um, or do, you know, enough projects to where you kind of get some sort of a rough idea. And that's kind of how you're going to be able to bid what a project should cost. Um, tracking your time, figuring out averages, taking notes on past projects. I save all my bids. I do all of my bids in Google Docs. And so that way I can, um, first of all, just make a copy of a similar proposal. So if somebody calls me, then I can go back to a similar project, make a copy of it, and that makes my proposal process easier. Uh But at the same way, I can go back four years and say, what did I charge that client for that conference event video set that we did three years ago, even if our rates are going to be different this time, it at least gives you an idea of where you're at. Um, also what's the competition charging? This one's hard. Yeah. It's easier probably for like a wedding photographer. Um, if some people have their pricing on the website uh-huh. or there's just more of a, an industry standard, but we've talked a lot about this, Katie. I yeah. know with even like wedding photography, you were talking um, about what your rates used to be, and then once you just like doubled them or something, yeah, and like your work didn't even really slow down. This is on a whim. The type of client <laughs> just maybe changed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like on a whim, and then you're like, why haven't I been doing oh, this man. before? Yeah. Like, and so it's anyway, it's kind of subjective, and and there are people all over the place, but for the most part, in your industry, in your area, and depending on what you're doing you know, comes into play. How much competition do you have? But make sure that you're charging something that's somewhat what the going rate is. Yeah. Well, and also how much time do you have? Because before I doubled my price, my availability went way down. So I had, I had had more children (laughs) and so I was not doing 20 weddings anymore. I was doing 10. So I doubled the price and then there you go. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, okay. So you figure those things out to start, which I know is easier said than done, but just to give you a list. And then you go into what you need to find out. So if somebody calls me and they say, Hey, I'm wanting a video. What's that going to cost me? You know, like I almost interview them. Okay. What's, what's your, do you have a budget range? Sometimes I don't ask that, especially if we've done work for them for, I don't ask that, but video, sometimes people don't realize how much it costs and they think, for three to eight hundred dollars, they're gonna get a video that they're wanting, which really we don't do a lot in that price range. Right. And most of it is in for a small business, they can be like, What? Right. Um, so it just depends. So figure out if they have a budget, and that's not even saying, Tell me your wildest dream of what you want, and 
then tell me what you want to pay for it and I'll make that work. That's not what you're doing. Right. You're saying, tell me what your budget range is. And if you can't go past X, I will help you come up with an idea that fits within your budget. Um, and also that's a good tactic if you're not tactic, but that's a good practice if you're wanting to get the work. Um, there's times when we're busy and I don't ask what their budget is. I tell them what it's going to cost us to do it and then they can decide. And if we don't need the work and then I'm kind of like, it's fine. I mean that not in a negative way. I appreciate all of our clients, but then there's other times where you're like, Oh, I have no idea what their budget is, but I'd love to get this project. I really want to get in the door with this client. It could lead to more work potentially moving forward. Um, depending on what it is. And so then there are times if we really want the work and it's a client that we've been, you know, it would be not just one promo video for their company every five years. We know that they have lots of events and lots of different projects going on and different things that they might need our services for. Then we might say, Hey, here's a bid. This is a general bid based on what we normally would bid for a price, a project like this. We really want to help you guys out on this and we'd love to work together on this project let us know if this is way off and we can work on a creative way to figure out how to make it work like we want to be able to make it work right so that um i might have this tip later so but it fits here so i'll just skip it later if we get there but um don't ever knock your value down for no reason so like just for hypothetical numbers here if you're like, this is going to cost $1,500 and then they're like, we can't pay it. And then I'm like, okay, well, we'll do it for $800. Then they're like, oh, wow. So what was that extra? Like you were just right. make pulling that out of nowhere. Like where, where did that come from? So you can afford now, I know, to do this for $800. Right. And so even though creative work, you know, once you invest in the equipment and the the software and the everything, you know, computer programs that you need to make it happen in like the digital media world. Mm -hmm. Most of it is profit. There's not a lot of overhead other than music licensing and voiceover work and paying talent and stuff like that for us, um, subcontractors. But a lot of times, um, you'll devalue your work if you do that. So I always like to approach it more as in, oh, we were thinking 1500, you only have 800 to spend. Well, instead of this long of a video what if we do this long of a video and instead of shooting in three different locations we shoot in one location and figure out a way to where they're getting the price that they want but you're also doing less work to give them the price that they want so i think that that's really important when we started i was much more um which we were more hungry for for work but we would just kind of be like, well, what can you pay? Like, okay, well, well, you know, and it's just like, no, that's fine. If they want to pay less, they can pay less, but they're going to get less. Right. Because you can be confident in what you're charging and why you're charging. And then if the client asks, I used to get so nervous if we'd put a bid. A lot of times we'll include a whole bunch of things in a bid. Sometimes we piece out what each video component is, but on our larger bids, sometimes we just put it in one big number at the bottom. And when they would be like, hey, can you send us a breakdown of like what the cost of everything was? I would get really nervous, but like, we know what it is. We came up with it for a reason. We have a shoot day price. We have a, you know, a price for the, the consulting or creative direction. We have a price in there for whatever, everything. We don't break it down. Like this much is for music and this much is for, but breaking it down video by video, but it's just, they're not asking you because they don't believe you or they don't trust you or they even think it's too much. Like they just need to know. And then maybe they can say, Hey, maybe we don't need the 
little graphical video, if they're trying to save money, they can cut things out. Right. And then you're doing less work for the same amount of money in, you know, it's, it's some, at some point you're doing less work if they're paying less money. So does that make sense? Yep. You got it. Okay. Um, then other relevant factors in the decision-making process. Um, what does your customer care most about? Um, it could be your experience or your familiarity with their industry. We do a lot of work with nonprofits. Um, so a lot of times clients will be like, this might be kind of weird, but, or, or like we've had clients before that want like a history video of like, I know it's kind of weird, but we're wanting to like touch on that. I'm like, we do those all the time, like all of the time, you know, uh, they're wanting to touch on the history, but then also the vision of the future and where they're going. And I mean, we, for some reason have done a lot of those. And so that is something that's valuable to the client because we're going to have more insight because we've done the type of video before and can help consult them and guide them in a way that will get them a better end product. Um, and then also if they're, um, wanting it done really, really inexpensively and they don't value, not that they don't value quality, but they're willing to compromise quality. Sometimes it's not always the right fit for you and that's okay. Um, Cause some, unless it's retainer work or something that is consistent in enough of it, or mm-hmm. it's repetitive work where you're training videos, I mean, or something that it's enough of them to where you're like, eventually it gets easier and we can pull on, you know, uh, subcontractors to help alleviate some of the editing process or whatever. Then sometimes jobs like that you can do for less money, uh-huh. but take all of that into consideration. And then what your value is. I think that that's something too as, I guess we're not super young anymore, but I still feel young. But thinking about when we started and me feeling like I, I don't know, I haven't had trouble charging clients what I feel like we're worth for Jonathan and I's business, but for like interior design, for some reason when it's just me, I feel like I haven't been able to I I feel maybe I am now, but when I started, it was harder for me to find, uh, my confidence in pricing for myself. Mm. Um, because you can kind of hide behind like, it's our company, it's harp. It's our company. You don't even know if it's just me and Jonathan's a whole team of us, you know? And when it's just Shaylin Murphy, interior designer, and I'm going to show up and like charge you this hourly rate, then I feel a lot of pressure of like, I'm just going to show up with my paint deck like a, you know, measuring tape and expect them to just like, think that's, it's like, yeah, that's literally what they, they want is they want you and your opinions and you went to school for four years for it. And like, literally there could be no other reason that they would, you know, need to justify it, but in my mind. So leveling out your experience and then feeling confident in charging what you're charging. If it's not outrageous, if it's a justifiable amount for that. So, okay. So that was kind of the tips that this site gave that I thought were great kind of for getting started. Um, okay. So how to know what to charge starting out. So I'm going to start with the college years. Oh yeah. Um, or like out of high school, let's just say you're like getting started. You don't know where to start. You have no experience or very limited experience, but you know that you enjoy doing something. Um, I'm talking more for service based creative work. Um, but you could use this for product 
as well, creating something you're selling on Etsy. Um, it should apply to everything. So I did a free internship. So I knew it to charge. It was nothing. <laughs> um, I did a free internship. I learned a ton. It was a, it was a good internship. It was one of the best ones I could have gotten, um, in interior design. And it was one of the places, like the top places that everyone wanted to get one. And I went after it and I knew it didn't pay anything. And I did it. And still to this day, I can be like, oh, I did my internship there. And people are like, oh, right. you know, like, oh, I knew you were a designer, but I didn't know. Mm. So anyway, that just shows that I was picking out carpet for my dad and sister's office today. And the lady at the, the carpet place in town was like, oh, and so I just thought, it like, paid, it yeah. paid another way. Hey, you paid another way 10 years later. Yeah, and that's what it is. It's building credibility and experience. So, or if you're working somewhere for minimum wage, somewhere to start. Um, gathering experience and portfolio is important. So even when you're starting out, don't let this pump you up so much to where you're like, $75 an hour, you know, right out of the gate. And, you know, maybe you'll find some people to, to pay that, but you do need experience to get up to a point where your value can increase and... It's more important to get experience. Let's say you get one client at that higher price. It's better to have an experience of multiple people that you're working with and portfolio building pieces. Um, at the beginning, I did a whole infill of an office building for like $30 an hour when I was, I think I was, I think I was graduated from college at that point, but I was fresh out. And I remember asking my teacher, professor, like, what should I charge if I'm just doing jobs for people, but I'm still in college like technically. And she was like, no less than $30 an hour. And that was like pre 2009. And I remember thinking, Oh, that's a lot. Like <laughs> I can't charge $30 an hour. I mean, right. babysitting for 11. Maybe that would be like $10 an hour would be like, what? Right. Um, my first job, I made like five fifty an hour at the right. mall. Oh, totally. Me too. <laughs> I'd work like all day, like twenty dollars. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll spend it. <laughs> yeah. She, she had said $30 an hour. So I was like, okay, like that's what I'm going to start. And she was really confident in it. And that helped me. She's like, no less than $30 an hour. Like you're getting your degree and you're, and so, uh, and I think she was, you know, don't take advantage of my little designers. So that's how I started. Um, but I found myself getting, so it was a legit architecture firm in town that it was a mutual friend of my family. And he was having his office infilled by this huge architecture company. And then somehow I got put in the middle of it to like work on AutoCAD with the architect Ooh. and like be because I'm $30 an hour. And I even was like freaking out and like tried to get like another designer that I knew that had more experience to like work with me. And I was like, Hey, we're both going to split our rates and she's going to lower hers. And it's going to be around like $55 an hour for him. But like, he'll get her experience. And like the architect had to sit me down and be like, he's using you because you're $30 an hour. <laughs> he wants $30 an hour. And that's, so it was kind of like, I'm sure you're very talented, but that's why he wants you is because you're cheap. So, but that was, I, I did an office building and I did it and they were happy with it. And the architecture firm was impressed. And I probably could have worked there if I wanted to after that, if I was like looking for a job, but Jonathan and I had already started our thing. Um, but that was a good, it was a good experience and it kind of got me in there. So I did that for a while. And then it got to the point where one day I was like, $50 an hour. Mm. <laughs> and it, that's, if you think about it, it didn't even seem like that big of a jump to me at the time. Um, but I'm like, then when you're like, that's $20 an 
hour (laughs) more, which is like four times as much as I used to make working at the mall. And I really, really worked myself up to it. So I had like five clients who had been buzzing around for like every six months to a year and a half. They'd like have me come by and consult on like one room or pick out a paint finish and some tile, you know, little things here and there. Um, so what I started doing is charging new clients $50 an hour and I kept all my existing clients at $30 an hour. So I'm just giving everyone all the numbers. So it's really easy and upfront. So I did that for a while. And then at some point I thought I need to raise my rate to my old clients because it became long enough to where I was like $30 an hour is now not worth my time anymore. And, um, and it gets to where you feel like you don't want to do work. Like it's like, you're not wanting to help them and you're like, they're just charging you what you're asking for. It's not their fault that you're not charging them what you're charging everyone else. So, um, what I did in the way that I raised my rates is I waited until all of the work was completely finished up on those clients that I had honored the other price for, for like two years. It was like forever. And then I send them an email with the invoice for the, all the work I've done up to date. And I've said, Hey, I just wanted to let you know, I don't think anything, you know, is necessarily on the horizon. Um, but recently I've raised my rates. No, I didn't even say recently. I said like two years ago, I raised my rate to $50 an hour, but I've still been honoring $30 an hour because I appreciate you and you're my client. You've been around for a long time. Like, but I just want to let you know, I'm still doing $30 an hour for this invoice. So it wasn't like I just started invoicing right. $50 an hour for work done. Um, but I just said from this point on with nothing that they needed on the horizon. So right. I wasn't pulling a fast one. I said, if you need me anymore, it'll be the $50 an hour rate. And all of them were like, okay. <laughs> and one lady, even my favorite, Carol. I love you, Carol. She's starting a podcast. <laughs> um, anyway, she was like, oh, no, if you're $50 an hour, I'm paying you $50 an hour. I want to pay you what like you're worth. Now? Oh. Yeah. And the other thing about hourly, and especially with, with design like consulting, one hour is usually all people want. And if you factor in the mental time and capacity for like getting ready for the meeting and then you're like I'm preparing for the meeting mentally what am I going to wear for this meeting what all do I need in my bag like where is it I'm going to like prepare and research for it then you drive there and then you show up and you're there for like an hour and then you leave and there's like follow-up things you need to do technically you're charging for that one hour but there's like it can be like, like a half hours. day. Yeah. Yeah. It, it de- depending. I don't do that necessarily anymore, but I used to. Right. Um, and also you get people who are like, can you just run by for like five minutes and just pick a paint color real quick? And then, and so what I started doing after I had worked for a little while is I said, if I drive to meet you, it's a minimum of a one hour yeah, makes meeting. Sense. So if you want me for five minutes, cool. I'm billing you for an hour. Right. So basically like save up all your questions and right. use me for the hour. Um, and then also I had a client in Branson, which is like 45 minutes away. So I've had clients before that are decently far away, but if you're literally in like another town that takes me close to an hour to drive, I build people half rate for drive time Nice. and no one's ever, as long as you're up front with people, if the only way you can mess it up is to be weird and awkward about it, right. not bring it up. And then charge them thirty-seven fifty for a drive, right? And they're like, "What?" Like, but if you tell them up front, 
I don't know. I used to be so weird about pricing, and now thirty-seven fifty. Does that mean you've raised? Oh, hold on. <laughs> Spoiling ahead of ourselves. Um, anyway, yes. <laughs> um, so okay, so that was like phase two of Shaley's interior design. Now, as Shaley's interior design is going, I have a website that has all these prices on it too, so I feel fine. Um, as my design is going, my capacity as a human is lessening because I have a child, and you have a video production and I have a video production company and so I'm not going to be making less on interior design consulting on the side I also don't market interior design right consulting people find me or hear of me from places I don't have a ton of clients I'm not like looking for work but I help people out I don't turn it down if they call me unless I don't have time for something which I have have run into um pretty much just when I had a baby so um yeah so that's how I raised my rate and I built it up and was so worried but I was undercharging for my services before I was still charging like my college rate and so you'll you learn little things kind of as you go and then also people think an hour when people who work a job are probably like vomiting right now because they're like I work for $15 an hour and I'm trapped in this thing but creative people who are charging a higher hourly rate don't work 40 hours of billable time a, a month usually or a week usually so some people do I'm sure but I'm not billing 40 hours out a week. I don't have a full roster of clients for interior design that I'm billing this out. Now there's sometimes we are super full with video work and if we're making around an hourly rate, you can have a really good month. Um, but creative work is kind of like a little mountainous valley times that right. kind of is always an ebb and flow of really busy, make great one month and then the other month you might be slower. Mm -hmm. um, so it does even out a bit. Well, I was so, thinking too about how you said um, maybe the meeting's one hour, but it could take half a day just to even totally get there. I'm, I'm thinking like, uh, so photography, my husband will call me out on, sometimes I shrug things off like, $400, I can make that in an hour at a session. And he's like, he's like what about the editing? He's like, how long will it take to edit? Uh -huh. How long, how much emailing happened before then? How, how long many did meetings take, did you have before that right, wedding? How long yeah. did you have to drive to get it? And he's like, so where are we now around... Eight, ten hours? So that's $40 an hour. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> well, my point was, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, so for everyone who's quickly calculating, like, yeah, carry the one. Like, ah, we're not making $750,000 a year. Or are we? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so um, our, I will add Missouri's cost of living. It's like real good. Yeah. We, uh, I think we have probably have one of the best cost of living. We're basically like Texas when you see it on house hunters and you're like $180,000 for that. And right. then you see like 180,000. No, you see like $560,000 house in California right. and it's like less nice than the 180 <laughs> right. in Texas. So anyway, throwing that out there, a little disclaimer. Um, okay. So get creative with how you bill it. I'll say this too. So recently, since I've had Opal, I've raised my rate again for interior design. Um, I now charge. I, I'll tell you how I do it. So get creative with how you bill it. Um, this is what I mean by that. I now offer um, creative consultations that unless you're an existing client, if you contact me, the first thing I'm going to charge you is a fee for a creative consultation. And that is one to two hour meeting. If it's, let's say it's a house, let's say you're hiring me, Katie. So this could work a house, an office building, whatever. 
So a lot of times I'm a fast talker. I have a lot of ideas in my brain. And so, um, we could walk around a house and I could say, Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. You could paint that uh, this kind of like this color. And like, well, what do you think about this room? I'm like, Oh, let's just scoot your couch out and see how it looks over here. And like, Oh, and then you could just take all those pillows out and then order these from Ikea here. Let me pull it up and text you the link on my phone. That type of thing that happens naturally with me when I'm working with a client. So the first meeting with all the ideas to me is more valuable. And at the end of that, what I decided to do is say, I have less time. A lot of clients don't need me outside of that. A lot of them don't want to hire a firm and go crazy. And they're not, you know, pulling their house down to the studs and completely redoing it. They're just wanting to spruce it in a cost effective sort of way. Uh Um, so I do a creative consultation. It's a flat fee of $250. Nice. We walk through for one to two hours. And at the end of it, I put together a list of like action steps. Right. And inspiration pictures that I find of the style. It's like a style guide. That's right. what I call it. I like so that. I just say, here's what we talked about in our meeting. Here's a list of next steps I think you should or could do. And here's a different, a few different paint colors. Here's some directions you could go. You know that weird bookshelf? Yeah, you know that weirdo bookshelf? Here's some four pictures of ways you could style it better. Things to look for when you're out. And I don't bill for that time because obviously if it's a one to two hour meeting at 250 range, that's higher than my $75 an hour rate. So I do um, that and they get that. And then at that point, if they say, thanks, here's your $250 check. And then they do everything on their own. Great. That's great for me. It's great for them. I don't work anymore on their project and they have everything they need to do it themselves. If they decide after that, they still want me to go to the flooring place and help pick out something or they want me to come over and help them hang all of their artwork or if they want me to do whatever, whatever it is they need, um, then I charge $75 an hour outside of that makes sense and they can use me as much or as little as they want and then if they wait a year and then they call me again we pick up with the 75 dollars an hour rate right um and people have been fine with it right no one's not used me because of my rate like i it, at some point i'm like the amount that they need me is so small it's usually one to two hours at a time most people who would spend $50 an hour would spend 75 an hour. Right. Most people who would spend, you know, maybe the 30 to 75, but it's an evolution over the last 10 years probably. Um, and I still get clients and I don't have time for too many clients. So it's fine. Right. You know, that's, it's kind of how I work. Um, but just being really upfront and honest. And when like the restaurant called me, I just said, Hey, I charge half rate for my drive time. This is a creative consultation fee at that point. If you don't want to use me anymore, you don't have to. And if you do, and so then she was like, let's talk about it. And she called me back in like three minutes and was like, okay, when can we schedule it? Could you come up Monday? And you know, so I don't know. It's just, I think that if you're confident about it and you realize that that's what your time is worth and what it's worth is subjective. So if someone doesn't think that it's worth that, then that's fine. They don't have to hire you. Like they're deciding whether they want to hire you or not. And if you have experience and you know that your ideas are good and you're helping clients and they pass your name on, then that means you're probably worth what you're charging. So, yeah. Okay, next thought. Determine what you're selling and how to sell it. So, are you selling time? Are you a consultant? Are you a creative director? Or are you, you know, pricing by the hour? Or are you selling a product? Right. Or 
a hand, you know, a, a felted animal that looks right. lifelike, like yeah. Danny. Um, you know, figure out what what you're selling, and then um, figure out how long it takes you to develop it. So if you're not billing an hourly rate, like perfect example is Danny, who we had on the podcast. Be good natured. Someone might look at her felted animal creations of beauty and think like, ah, oh, those are so expensive. Well, think of how long it takes her to make one. Right. Think of what I'm charging for interior design. And really, it's pretty right in line. Like, I mean, and not to mention it's art on top of that. It's like right. a one-of-a-kind artwork piece. Um, so, yeah, and then you think of, I don't know, it all it all kind of connects in a different way. So you just kind of think of what you're selling, figure out there's no one way to do it. You have to figure out what it is, how you're billing, how long it takes you. If you're a really slow worker, that's tricky. Because sometimes it's just like, you're slow, but that doesn't mean people need to pay extra for it. Um, The same thing, I would say, on if you're really fast. So what I don't like about hourly, especially in the video realm, is... If you're really good at your job and you can do it and execute it well quickly, you're penalized for that at some point hourly rate. So let's say there's a generic hourly-ish rate, which is pretty similar in interior design and video world, I feel like, pricing. Um, But for interior design, I only price by the hour. With video, we only price flat rate. And then the hourly is just hey, we got a new logo. Can you switch out this logo from the old logo? Then we bill them hourly. Um, but if someone just wanted to hire us hourly, we've done it a handful of times over the years, but rarely. Um, and usually they like that better and we like that better because then they know what to expect. There's no surprises. Um, but the other thing I like about that is as we get better at what we do and as we get better at telling stories and editing together an interview and making it work, right. then we make more money an hour if we're fast at it. Right. And at the same time, if we're relearning like a new program that we've never used before and it's taking us twice as long because we're fumbling through it or something, they're going to get the same product, but we're not billing them extra because right. we don't Take know what we're doing off. with this new program. Right, right. And you've, I've hired you to write scripts for us before and you've said the same thing like can we just flat fee it and then I don't have to worry about like <laughs> I don't know oh, how long this will take me to think right did my brain zone for a sec because I need to write that five seconds off I was <laughs> answering a question for Callie how long was that I don't have my time card um yeah so <laughs> so when you're creative under these conditions <laughs> who's be creative um here's another thing I think uh make the client's experience better with you than anyone else so Obviously, it doesn't happen all the time, but for the most part, um, people will pay more to work for people that they like. Mm -hmm. And not even like, like want to be best friends with, but if you make their experience great, um, they're going to want to work with you. So anyone who's in the position of hiring creatives for something would probably agree that um, there's nothing worse than when someone drops off the face of the email. Mm-hmm. and just isn't responsive, won't give you updates, you don't know where anything's at, they don't 
respond for weeks and they're not out of town and you're like are they are they just i'm never going to see the video it's just it's gone <laughs> and our events tomorrow so that's fun and then you get an email like one in the morning and they're like here it is hope you don't have any changes you're playing it at 8 a.m tomorrow um yeah so making their experience good i would say a hundred percent of our um clients have been word of mouth over the last decade and they've all been because we've done work for people and not even like our videos are the best you've ever seen like maybe but i think a lot of times too it's because they've enjoyed working with us and they trust us to work with other people that they know so yeah be a good person to work with oh stop it katie um you too jonathan keep going you too jonathan thanks for being the brains behind it um let me see Okay, so we had a listener question. Yeah. I won't say who in case all their friends and family also listen. <laughs> um, they said, how do you deal with money and pricing when you want artistic things from friends and family um, and or you're charging friends and family? It says that awkwardness of the money conversations like... If your you know, brother-in-law or sister-in-law is a photographer or my brother is a dentist, yeah. you know, where I'm like, oh, really? $700? Wow. That's Gee, a lot. Golly, mister. <laughs> like, Christmas came early? No? Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's, it's, that can be in the creative or the not creative world. But sometimes, even if you want to pay, it's still an awkward thing because then maybe you feel like they're going to feel obligated to offer that for free. So... Katie and I are going to have a conversation about it. Okay. Um, Because one of my photographer friends, Janae, who's done a lot of things for us over the years, she did our wedding pictures, and then she did um, some pictures of us over the years and did my maternity ones and my opal ones. She's the type of sweet human that is like, oh, no, no, like, you're not paying me. I just want to do the... I." Shaylee, I I love your family. Yeah, like, I am doing these... (laughs) Just, I, it's my gift to you. I'm like, well, you also baked me a meal. So no, this photography session that you normally would charge $400 for, is not going to be your gift to me or whatever she, I don't know what she right. charges exactly because she won't charge me. So <laughs> if that happens, I get them. Cause I do, part of me is like, I truly think that yes, she wants that to be like a gift. However, she is a mother and she's a small business owner, and that is a way that she's supplementing her husband's income, and it's a job. And so I'm going to get her a big old Target or Amazon gift card worth 150 or up dollars or something and pay her in a way to where if she won't cash my check, she will get something, and it right. will be something. And she's always taken those well. And so like getting them a gift card and not like a $20 gift card somewhere but like like here's a a meal i mean maybe if it's something small but like a really good generous thank you because at the end of the day if i'm getting her like 150 dollar amazon gift card that will be something really great for her that she can spend on something she wants or needs but i'm still getting a great deal because i'm not paying 250 so it is still like a gift anyway that's i've done that in the past also i would say always assume you're going to pay full price right. and go into it expecting that. And if they charge you full price, don't be upset about it. Right. Because if they're your friends and family and you love them, you should want them to be able to charge what they should charge you. And if they discount it, um, 
then that should be something that is awesome, but not expected. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm sure you run into that. I'm more on the, the other end. I do have people I don't know well sometimes ask for things where I'm kind of like, and I feel like design's a really that's kind of like casual say, conversation. Like, hey, I got a question. I think it's what should I paint the exterior of my house? I'm like, I don't know, blue. Because you know, when you're doing a photo session, it's very clear you weren't right. doing one, and the now lines you're doing are blurred. One. The lines and are so, blurred. It's so tricky when people are just like, "You're so stylish. What's this? What should I get? Do you like this pillow?" And you're like, "Oh man." I will say, okay. So the difference is, there's a line. And I think you can be like, oh, gosh, oh, do you like this pillow? I don't know if I like it. And we're, like, in a store, and I'm like, I love it. Totally get it at Target. It's different if you're like, can you send me four links of pillow options? (laughs) Like, I think, I mean, you know where the line is. You know where the line is. You should know where the line is. Think about it. Um, But I always tell my friends, like, for me, I tell my friends, if I see you at least once a month, and you're that involved in my life, or once every two months or whatever, Oh my goodness, please text me a question if you have it. Most of my friends don't need my help because they're great and stylish and awesome and whatever. I love designers up and down. Right. I feel like I need to ask them for help. But that's totally fine. And I don't feel in my heart like, oh my gosh, like, ugh, they're just using me for my whatever. And I'm not a doctor. Like, my brother, I'm not going to be like, hey, can you fill this filling real quick? (laughs) Like, let's play a game called, what would you do to fix this tooth? (laughs) And then you're like, you can just do it. Um, but there are times where it is advice. I'm not having to like get equipment out and I'm not having to spend yeah, time sure. editing on the back end. It is just a verbal right. ideas a lot. So it doesn't bother me to throw out helpful hints to friends that I know and love or family members. Um, but even like my sister and dad's business, if it turns into like, can you meet us at the carpet place? Cause we have to pick out tile by this Friday. Like, okay. I'll discount your rate, but like at some point, like let's at least keep my hours so eventually at some point we can do some sort of uh-huh. trade out. So I don't know. How do you deal with well, that? Well, trade out's interesting too. Mm-hmm. Tell um, me through that. Well, I mean, I even advice for advice makes sense as far as like back when you and I were not close podcast host friends, <laughs> you were like, I need to pick your brain about baby sleep yeah and i was like i need to pick your brain because i there's a listing oh yeah i forgot that's how that? this we all like, started let's sit at yeah. a coffee shop for like an hour and you can show me your house listing and you can tell me everything you know about sleep training so hopefully that felt equal oh, i don't yeah. know if it did or not are you kidding but it did seem like you had eight months is... of tech support that followed that <laughs> not text, text. <laughs> text. Um, yeah but i feel like that was something that felt like it wasn't uh, neither we're giving up something tangible i guess it was more like information what expertise do you yeah. can you and also this is friendship um but then i would say like an example of my friend michelle who's a painter um literally just now i'm looking at it it's so pretty it's gorgeous oh michelle oh michelle she's gonna have a baby in like maybe tomorrow <laughs> maybe, maybe tomorrow. two and a half weeks i don't know should we check her text <laughs> um so because i'm delivering it i don't know if you know that i'm the, I'm the <laughs> yeah. that's safe yeah um so I asked her and I, I figured worst case scenario, she could just say no. And right. she, I think she probably would have because she's got a lot going. I mean, she's having a baby. She's a good, strong, confident person yeah, who totally. would just say like, nope. So basically I texted her and I said, um, honest, truly, honestly, you could totally say no. You have like a billion photographers in your life. And I said, but I love your paintings. I realize I have a digital product and you have one that involves materials. So if I bought all of your materials would you want to do a trade? You paint this canvas and I will do your photo session. 
So that way she's not newborn, out anybody. Her newborn photo session or pregnancy? Uh, newborn. Um, so her very talented sister is doing right. Her I was when you said she knows a lot of photographers. I'm like she's one, her sister's one. Like it could all take exactly. That's yeah. why I was like, this probably has no value. And then, she, <laughs> and then she was like, no, yeah, totally, totally. And she was very enthusiastic. And then also, I think she said, um, she's kind of been um, wanting to like kind of have a reason to paint again, just because it's like yeah, when you're pregnant, you yeah. kind of like lose a little bit of motivation. So she seemed genuinely excited about it. And then uh, again, I bought the canvas. And um, I was like, I'll reimburse you for paints or whatever. So that way, it wasn't like, hey, my fully digital. Do you want to pay $70 of material? <laughs> right. Exactly. So exactly. Um, and then I even texted her like, from the place. I'm like, this one's kind of big. Is it too big? You tell me. Do you want to paint half of it? Is it cool? $7 more uh, in paint. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so anyway, so right now I'm in her debt because she hasn't had her baby yet. And this painting is finished and amazing on my so... mantle. Um, but so, that's that's a good way. No, that answers one of the direct questions. Like, how do you go about if you want something creative right. from someone? Right. And she could out. have she could have said no. I feel confident that she would she would have said no. Um, but also, she must have been in the same room as her very funny husband who texted me. I'll do your painting. <laughs> <laughs> I need some professional headshots. I'll, I'll totally do your, your painting, which would be hilarious. I would like to see what he would come up she with. She and her husband are the Instagram husband yes, and true. wife, by the Shout way. Jeff. Fun fact. Jeff and Michelle. Jeff and Michelle. Um, anyway, but uh, I've also done a photo exchange with Janae Hardy, same, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, where we just did shoot for a shoot. Mm-hmm. Photographers, I think that's easy because you can, I mean. It's yeah, like cutting your own thing. hair. You're we've like, well, I can't do it. We've so. done two sessions as in like I'll trade you a session for a session and they both lasted an hour and they were separate and then we've also done a let's bring all of our families to the <gasps> park and see what happens and they all worked out great mm-hmm. um, we did it like three times actually I guess one dad watches the one kids and then the other dad yeah, watches the everybody's on the playground and then now everybody's off the playground do you get like um, a kid that makes into the other family's photo <laughs> like Ezra actually yeah I think we did have some like just <laughs> candid stuff that was cute but um, but like I have a handful of friends, which I think you kind of know when it's like a super close friend, um, where I just said, hey, just FYI, this is my normal rate and this is my friends and family rate and there's no pressure at all, but if in case you were ever wondering, this is how, right, this right. is what I charge for and it's, it is more than half off. Um, and I feel like that actually makes people feel a little more comfortable because they're not like, guessing. Oh, oh. Right. Yeah. Or like if they can't afford it and they're like, I know if I ask her, she probably right. would discount it and maybe I could afford to but I do it. How much. Yeah. But, or they don't want to ask you and then you don't discount it. And then they were like, oh, I don't know if I want to do it anymore. And then it sounds right. like they just don't want to pay for you or something. I right. Don't know. So Cause you are. should I get specific on that? Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Are your rates out there? Yeah. Well, okay. I think inquiring minds want to know. I know, but then will everybody think they're my friend? you're not her friend if you don't already know if you're in the friends and family you're not you're not (sighs) I mean because that's like friends and family like if you see her once or twice a month right in a hangout form. Not my old high school buddy who randomly no. emailed me five years ago. Have like, her and hey, Jared hung like, out with you? you guys. No, and weddings are totally, yeah. Yeah, that's like, hey, I remember you from high school. Oh, it's been like nine years. Friends and family? You're like, no. Katie knows everyone. This is like girls group, couples that you and Jared would have over to your home for dinner or have in the last year. My improv team, too. Or two. And improv. Um, but you see them. Yeah, you see that's them. True. Yeah. Uh, see, it's my rule of if I, you can't fake that. Once you say that, people are like, 
Oh, right. Don't invite me to your house one time in two years and have me hang all your artwork. <laughs> right? <laughs> While you're here, grab a hammer. Um, it is that, that your job is different. It's very different. I'm processing going, oh gosh, I hope I've never taken advantage no, of it. No, stop it. Um, Mine's hard because like, this is what friends do, right? <laughs> but what's true, what's true too is if me, who is not an interior designer, I love to weigh in. Oh yeah. So and it's that's like, how I am too. as long as I've never charged for it before, like I, my friend is building a house and I was like, I oh. want to walk through. I want to walk through. And she's like, I could use your advice. And I'd love to see it. I would love I to know. use your yeah. advice, which is not professional advice that I've never charged for before. So it feels like a treat <laughs> for me, but yeah. it would be very different if you're like, if someone's just like, Hey, bring your camera. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm just going to have you shoot some interior shots. And you're like, but wait, no, you're right though. I do love doing it and it's fun. For me, it'd be like you having to watch someone else try to do photography and being like, can I just, can I just hold that for, right. here, here we go. Okay. Yeah. See this angle. It's like the same thing. It'd be right. more painful for me to like walk through something and like, I'll close my mouth. Right. Not give input. Well, and I will say too, like, um, there are times, I mean, for one thing, one of my love languages is I often take cell phone pictures edit them and text them after a hangout like yeah you like, have done that for me yeah that's you like, took pictures at my baby shower oh yeah or baby shower is like that to me is like a gift you can give that's <sighs> like i'm going anyway of course i'm gonna bring my camera you took some of my favorite prego pictures in that little striped dress oh man because you look good you look so good i did my hair looks so good I that was the day down. i met like, your mom was before bald spots <laughs> yeah you met denise that was before we were besties um <laughs> can i say that oops too soon. Um, too soon. I'm still feeling you out. I think I need like 58 hours of recorded conversations. <laughs> there has to be at least 65 hours like of to evaluate that before level. we can say that. Um, but those are ways of gifts. But then also like there's been random hangouts where uh, I'll bring my camera along and then send people the file afterwards. One, one memory I have. Uh-huh. This is kind of cute. Tangent. Um our friend Jen, right after she had a baby, Shaylee and I met her at the park, and it was the first <gasps> yeah. time she ever had her baby in a car house. and drove, and yes, it was only yes. like a mile from her house, and so Shaylee and I are the enthusiasm train, and <laughs> if you want to treat people how you want to be treated, uh, there is something amazing, like something very challenging about the very first time you load your kid up and whatever, mm-hmm. and you feel like you should like get a trophy for it, uh-huh. and she got out of the car, and we both went, yeah! for loading her baby in a baby carrier and driving less than one mile to a park and then getting the baby out again and she was giggling and anyway so I took a couple like pro pro camera pictures of that moment and sent them to her later and I they've made and we took Sloan's a little, selfie we did Sloan, they made Sloan's little baby book and whatnot Aww. it was very cute but um so anyway there's not like it's not like you're just stingy and they're like well, technically, those are my DSLRs, so that would be $10. Yeah, but you know, and, and here's what I think, too, is a good rule of thumb for it. Is, and this is this is a really good way of thinking of it. Because there's even been times I'm like, I want to get more professional pictures of our family. Like, huh. Like, I should text Janae. Like, I still need to always assume Janae is going to charge me or should charge me full rate. And if she ever is like, yeah, it's 250 for a family session, like... I need to be prepared for that and a hundred percent in my heart, happy to pay it. Right. You know, so even if someone's given you a deal before or like taking pictures of your first baby, be like, Hey, we're going to target. Mm-hmm. I just had another baby. I don't know if you wanted to capture this. <laughs> um, 
But treat other people like you would want to be treated. I just made that up right now. Oh my gosh, that's good. It's like, I just have the thought. Um, <laughs> treat others as you would want to be treated. But think about it. Turn it to where it's you. Right. And if you have a good or a service that you're paying for, let's say you make crocheted blankets or something. And someone's like, oh man, I love those blankets. How much are they? 75? Mm. I just couldn't afford to pay that for a blanket. You know, it's like, well, maybe you don't need the blanket because it's the same thing with pictures. Like, yeah, a lot of people don't get professional pictures of their family yeah. every single year. So it's the type of thing, like, would you want to spend the time to crochet a blanket and then have someone expect it for free? And most of you wouldn't. Right. And it's usually the people who would gladly pay full price for it that you can joyfully give it to right. or give them a discount right. on. So I think as long as you don't expect it and then do try to think of yourself in their shoes and especially creatives, people don't value creative work. Non-creatives don't. Um, and I was even giving, I don't think my sister listens, so we're probably safe. <laughs> no, she's great, but she's in the business world. And right. so even when like graphic design, if I've tried to talk her into spending money on, um, getting like a branding guide or like something that I feel like they would need or something. Um, uh, she, she doesn't want to like pay it. So even if it's like a $500 amount of something, it's just kind of like, but I just don't like, why do we have a logo? And like we have, and I'm like, yeah, but yeah, people going rogue and right. they're making up stuff that isn't your logo. That green doesn't look like your green. Right. There's not, there's not any sort of stabilized. So it's, uh, and it's not their fault. It's that their brains don't operate in the right. same way. And it's hard for someone to put a value on something that's like not tangible sometimes right. or that seems frivolous because they right. think creative side of things. Bless your heart if you're like a business strategist or a creative director because that's even at least at the end of it they're getting a photo or a video or right. a room that's done but if it's more even just like branding guide and direction like let's think of the theme of this thing you know and then they're like what are you charging me for right. like we're just having a conversation so um yeah just trying to put yourself in their shoes and then understand that even if you don't want it their creative guidance or service is just as valuable as like dental work. Maybe not. If you have like a tooth, you're not going to die over not getting creative work, but probably or a tooth (laughs) (laughs) unless it's really infected. Um, anyway, but yeah, just trying to be respectful and understand it and then not, I mean, ask them about it and just assume you're going to pay full rate. And then guess what? It's not awkward. Right. Because the awkward part is if you're expecting a discount. Right. Then that's kind of when it gets awkward. So I would just say it's not awkward if you think, hey, this person charges $250 for photos. And if we can afford to pay $250 for photos and we want them and I'm really good friends with them, I'm going to call and say, hey, like we want to book photos. Like how do your sessions work? And maybe it's normally a two hour session and they say, or we could just do an hour and I'll discount it if we do like a mini thing or, um, or like, Hey, I have a friends and family discount is 40% off or whatever it is. Then, then that's awesome. But you were prepared to pay the full price for it. Right. I don't know. What do you have to add to that? I like it. You like it? Um, yeah. I have an invoice here for you from all of the interior design text messages you've oh ever asked gosh. me. I'm just kidding. I'm totally oh kidding. My gosh. I'm just There'd kidding. be a lot. Um, and I have an invoice from my new company called Sleep Consultant. <laughs> 
Hell, um, I'm charging you five cents for every minute Opal sleeps. <laughs> um, okay, so closing thoughts. Um, at the end of the day, you're worth what people will pay you based on your billable hours available. So if you have a job and people are paying you for it, then you're probably worth that much. If you have more people wanting to pay you than hours you have that are billable, raise your rates and you can do it in a way that's not awkward. I feel like the only way to be awkward about money or what you're charging or how you're charging is to like be passive about it. Hey. And like, or like wait. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Like I'm totally not worth this, but pay me more. Like, no, I don't want to. Um, but then also the biggest mistake you can make is raising your rates in your brain and then like doing work and then somehow writing like a passive aggressive, super vague email and then like the invoice is more than they were expecting. Right. That's the worst way Not to do it. Not communicating. No. Because then they're just going to be ticked at you. Right. As they should be. Right. Because they were budgeting the other rate. So just making sure you're upfront with them. And then also know that there's no right or wrong step-by-step chart or book. Take it client by client, project by project, and then be confident with what you've decided. And don't waver back and forth. Once you've decided, hey, my rates are this, then your rates are that. Right. And yeah, you're worth what people will pay you. And it's probably more than you think sometimes. Um, also you only have so many hours in the day and you have a family support and you wouldn't go into target and then be like, Hey, I know this says $20, but like, can I pay five? Cause they're going to say no. So you need to treat your creative work just like other people treat their businesses as well. Yep. Yeah. And then make the clients feel good and treat them well. And as and my then- Russian design professor said, do not work for peanuts. Do not work for peanuts. Is Russia too touchy right now? I don't know. I don't know. He was from Russia and that's what he said. Did he work for peanuts though? He said, don't ever do it. Don't do it. Okay, so we're ready for our segment. Oh my gosh, our segment. I'm excited. Okay, um, okay, I thought it'd be fun (laughs) if I got out these paint samples. Oh. And oh my, those were those were just right under there the whole time. And if you could just um I don't know, like We'll just do it like dumb. We'll just do stupid and whatever. Like, okay, pretend it's like this room. Okay. <laughs> and like. Oh, like the one we're sitting in. Yeah, just this room, whatever. I oh. mean, it's the room we're in, so. Okay, right, right. Um, makes sense. Which paint would you pick? A, B, or C? Oh, um, probably none of them because they're just jet black. <laughs> um, man, are you sure you want to go with one of those, Katie? Um,. Now I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> C. I'd pick C. Okay. Definitely. I feel like you're sabotaging me. Definitely C. Paint everything. You should paint over the glass on your windows, actually. That's the new thing. Oh, so if I don't pay you, you give me bad design Just advice? paint right over. Actually, I'm a painter. Do you want me to paint? And very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. podcast was recorded in Springfield, Missouri. Thank you so much for listening. We'd love to hear from you on Instagram, Facebook, and our favorite spot of all, an iTunes review. Also, feel free to email us at shayleeandkatie at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys. Seriously.
We love you.